You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ronald Jones had surgery to put a pin in his broken pinky finger. We'll tell you what that means. And some other bad news, kicker Ryan Suckup, punter Bradley Pinion, and long snapper Zach Triner on the covid Reserve list, all of them are in quarantine. We'll tell you what the Bucks are doing in case they don't make it back in time for the Falcons game on Sunday. And we'll go around the NFL and talk about the latest college football poll with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. And Steve, it was a, uh, a busy, busy Tuesday uh, in Tampa Bay, especially surrounding the Bucks. Uh, the day began. Uh, with Ronald Jones, we knew that he had uh, broken his left uh, uh, pinky finger, and there was some talk about maybe them having to do a surgical procedure. They did that, in fact, on Tuesday. He had a pin placed in it, uh, not dissimilar to what happened with Chris Godwin. Um, again, I don't think it's, it's as much damage, but he hasn't been ruled out of Sunday's game just yet, but I think it's reasonable to think he's going to miss some practice time, and this could be something that they take all the way to game day, which means... Uh, if Ronald Jones isn't able to play, you've got Leonard Fournette just coming out of the doghouse. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday. They went with Shady McCoy as their third down back. But I would think that Fournette now would sort of become that RB1 if they needed him to be. You would keep, um, I would imagine, you know, Shady McCoy in that in that same third down role. And then, you know, maybe you go to a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit more if you need him. But they got plenty of bodies Um, But Ronald Jones, such a big part of this offense, a guy that has 900 yards looking for his first 1,000-yard season, and he could be uh, on the shelf for Sunday's game against Atlanta, although, again, not totally ruled out. And then, as if that weren't bad enough, the Bucs found out, I guess, late Monday um, that all their specialists had had to go on the reserve COVID list. Now, that that doesn't mean they all had COVID, uh, but it means that they were at least in contact potentially with somebody who did. Uh, and so their place kicker, Ryan Suckup, and their punter, Bradley Pinion, Zach Triner, the long snapper, uh, all are in quarantine now. They're hopeful to get them back. There's enough time uh, if they were to continue to, to test negative uh, that one or, or, or a bunch of them you know, could make it back. Um, but that is, you know, this, this is the first real, I would say, you know, big knock against uh, the Bucks in terms, of, in terms of COVID. They haven't really lost players or a position group un- until now. And this is something Bruce Arians talked about when they went in the bye week. He goes, we can't let the bi- virus beat us. Um, so all those guys, all of them are having great years, by the way. Now, just in case, um, the Bucks, you know, had a little foresight because they, you know, they have a kicker on their practice squad, which they can activate in Greg Joseph, who they really like. And he's a pretty reliable guy. So they, they feel comfortable if he has to kick against Atlanta and then they went out and um, they brought in former Chiefs and Steelers punter Dustin Colquitt um, kicker uh, Brett um, Maher from the Cowboys and a long snapper that was with the Bucks for years Garrison Sanborn also played with the Bills now those guys are going to go through COVID testing so that they'll be available 
should they need to sign them uh, to play against the Falcons. But uh, this is not this is not the way you would script it, as they say, um, heading into this game. Well, no, finally after, you know, the Bucks finally had the better end of the kicking game. And it, yeah. You know, the curse of Matt Bryant went the other way in that game. Now right. they may be without their whole kicking core. Mm-hmm. Although if they're hopeful that they can all be ready to play Sunday, that leads you to believe that at this point they may not have COVID, that they've just been in contact with someone. Right. So that's your hope is, is that, you know, it's part of the quarantine and the contact tracing, but that, you know, ultimately they don't get the virus and will be cleared to play. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, to the Bucks' credit, they carried a kicker. Um, there's enough time to get those guys through. My sense of just talking that, that I guess there's a chance maybe one may have tested positive at one time. Uh, but, again, sometimes those tests come back and then you get the false positives. But the that's fact Brian. that, you know, they they work so closely together that, um, you have to put them all out and, mm-hmm. and quarantine them. And, you know, like I said, it's it's not the worst. I mean, this isn't, you know, Tom Brady and the whole quarterback room like we saw uh, with Denver. Um, but it, it, it's significant because special teams, you know, all those guys are having great years. I mean, hell, uh, you know, Suckup has missed just two field goals all season. Uh, Bradley Pinion's having a career year punting the ball. So, um, they were a big part of obviously Sunday's game, especially in contrast to Blair Walsh, who missed missed every kick. So you, you know you want to go in there and and not you know not struggle. But like I said, they like Joseph, and these other guys are are proven pros that have played recently in the NFL. So it's not as if you're not going to get a good job from them. But again, the battery is you know the snapper, the holder, the kicker all need some time to work together, and that's something you can't have until they all get through. Uh, the testing and are able to get on the field together. So a uh, little bit of little bit of anxiety for them. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And uh, Tom, the uh, Buccaneers beat the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, 26-14 on Sunday. Haven't talked to you. Wanted to get your thoughts just about the game and the fact that, uh, look, I've not seen one like this where a team uh, that the opponent that they actually lose to has a 2-1 to advantage in time of possession. Part of that was the Vikings couldn't score quick. Part of it was that the Bucks couldn't get on the field uh, after the five plays in the first quarter. What'd you make? I mean, did, did that game, did you gain confidence in where the Bucks are headed after the bye week or you still got questions? It was, it's funny that you asked that question, Rick, because I was on your podcast a week ago and I was pretty bullish on the Bucks. Remember you I were. was, I was, and this was coming off of two losses and but he hadn't played in a while and it was a bye yeah. week. And I thought, Hey, everybody needs to relax. They're going to be fine. Then they go out. And they, if you would have told me, and you're telling me now <laughs> they won, they, they beat a decent Minnesota team. Minnesota's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was you know a pretty comfortable score, and you never really had a sense that the Bucks were going to lose that game. At least I didn't. But then for some reason, I'm less bullish on them this week than I was a week ago. And it's a part of it was the game. Look, Minnesota—they had a kicker who looked like he should be playing for the Bucks at some point, 
And then, you know, he misses three field goals and an extra point. And then there's that, I just absolutely hated that pass interference call on a Hail Mary. What, not, we're calling those now? That's what we're going to do? We're going to call I guess so. pass interference on Hail Marys? Come on. I guess so. But it's funny, Rick, like, and I know you guys talked to Bruce Arians after the game, and it's sort of this, you know, he's like, oh, we, we can do any damn thing we want. That's our identity. Really? Well, how about going out and being more impressive than that? I, how, you were there, Rick. You're watching the game. The mm-hmm. nice pass to Scotty Miller, but I also thought he missed, Brady missed some passes. He did. I, just overall, I, you know, their running game, I guess, was a little bit better than we've seen lately, but it still was, it still seems like a team that's still trying to figure this thing out. Well, they kind of are. I mean, look, anytime you have five plays, just five plays in the first quarter, right? Um, and they only had, I think, you know, less than 50 plays for the for the entire game. You're not going to look great. I mean, that, you know, the slow starts have been killing this team, particularly against bat, against good football teams. But when you really break it down, it, it's sort of become the slow starts by Tom Brady. Um, you know, He's had a chance to make some plays, and I'm not saying that you know his receivers have been perfect and they've always caught the ball or they've always, you know, picked up the blitz and run the hot routes and things that they're supposed to do because because clearly there's been miscommunication there. But I saw him early in that game miss some wide open receivers and guys that you know could have run a long way after they caught the ball. Now, you know w- whether that you know the clock in his head was ticking fast because the protection was better than he thought it would be and he had more time than he thought. I mean, all that factors into it. Um, but you're not going to beat good teams by having five plays in the first quarter. And they were very lucky. You mentioned the Vikings kicker. Man, do the Vikings have a history of bad kicking up oh there? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I live there. People get the shakes. I mean, it goes back to the, what, the Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson. He has not missed a field goal all year. This could win it for the – get him, send him to the Super Bowl. It's no good. Sir, it's like one of those things if you walk down the street in Minnesota and just like – in Minneapolis, you just out of sight of your mouth, say Gary Anderson. Like people, like well, literally, like it's like the old Three Stooges, Niagara Falls. Slowly, I turned. They just they freak out. And yeah, everybody and, knew he would miss that. By the way, everybody knew exactly. Because and then, he had then, not missed one. He literally had yeah. not missed a field goal all year. And they said it like four times before he kicked exactly. it. Exactly. And then, remember what what was it? A few years ago, the, the in the Seattle game, they the guy had a chip shot to win it and missed. That yeah. one, which if you have a chance to go on YouTube and listen to the, to like the K fan or whichever that was the the local call, <laughs> they just go berserk when he misses it. <laughs> but you're right, yeah, Rick. You were, you were talking about though, the, yeah. The I was just saying was, Blair Walsh. I mean the you yeah. know, the the Blair Witch Project or the Blair Walsh <laughs> Project just hasn't really worked very well. It was a horror show, um, and you know, I mean that clearly kept them in the game. Look, they had been dominated, and then they go down, and he hits the the deep ball to Scotty Miller, which was like his third read. And then all of a sudden, they get the extra point, and they're up 7-6. And you're like, wait a minute. They've just been completely dominated in this football game. Dalvin Cook ran for like 70-something yards in the first quarter, and all of a sudden they're winning. And, you know, Minnesota couldn't get out of their own way. So I I don't know what to make of that game. I will say this. I've done this long enough, and you know this too, Tom. There's no bad wins in the NFL. No, you're right. You're right. These are not – we're going to talk about the college football poll in a minute. And it doesn't matter if you win by 50 or 20 or 1. A win is a win. I mean, I've said it a million times. The year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, and as far as I know, they haven't given back the Lombardi Trophy. They were god-awful on offense until the playoffs. I mean, they just weren't very good at all. And they kind of caught fire. They played the right team in the 49ers. They, you know, John Gruden had played the Eagles and figured some things out when they went up there and upset them in the championship game. And then... You know, the defense had, what, five turnovers and three touchdowns against the Raiders in the Super Bowl, so the offense 
kind of just hung out. But, you know, it, it, it really is, you know, I think we get hung up on how, how teams look. Yeah, for sure. And, and really it's just whether or not you win. And they, they had to win that game. I mean, that was one where if they lost to the Vikings, then it would have been, you know, a t- they both essentially would have been tied with the same record, although the Vikings would have had the tiebreaker. And that would have put the Bucks in a really bad position. Now they got Atlanta twice in the next three weeks, Detroit in between. Those are teams they'll clearly be favored to win. Maybe they split with Atlanta. We'll see. Um, but they needed they needed to stop the losing, stop the bleeding, and I thought they did that. But I'm with you. I, I didn't think it was an overly impressive game, although, you know, once they got the Vikings down, the pass rush had six sacks. I mean, there were, there were some things you could point to that were very, very good, and they didn't give up, you know, any any big plays. Um, but you're right. You were you were really bullish, like, hey, you know, like they play good teams. The fact of the matter is they will finish the regular season beating two teams with a winning record. Right. That's it, you know. But like you and, said a minute ago, Rick, I mean, you don't apologize for who you play. And no. you don't apologize for winning those winning. games or how right. you win them. At the right. end of the – like we could go back and look. I can't tell you one regular season game that Kansas City won a year ago. I can tell you who they no. won, who they beat in the playoffs. Absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you how they won the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, so it, that doesn't matter. But it, I think it does give you an indication. What I found out, Rick, watching this team – Throughout this the course of this season, they're going to make play. They're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I do think they're they're capable of beating any team. I really do think they can beat any team, and I also think they're capable of losing any team. And that, and because of that, right. I don't think they're capable of winning three games in a row in, in the playoffs. Right. And that's where that's where unless if, if playing as they're playing now, that is, they have to would right. They would have to fix a lot of They've stuff. They've got before. three more weeks to sort of gain a little momentum and gain more more rhythm on offense and kind of, you know, whatever that identity, we can do whatever the hell we want. Okay, I get it, but you got to do it better. I mean, you know, there's this notion that, you know, you do game plan against your opponent, right? You just you just don't come out and, and you know, go strength on strength and then well, this is we do it. Yeah, we it's do. not a Madden game. We're just like, yeah. let's run this and, play and this It's play. a little yeah. different that way, and I get it, but by the same token – They've got a chance to gain a little momentum, a little rhythm on offense, and and you know basically kick the crap out of some bad teams that got nothing to play for. Um, so I think, you know, I I think there's still enough season left. Here's the reality about the NFC: there's no good teams. Correct. They're just. I mean, you you go to the AFC and you say, you know what, it's going to be really hard to beat Kansas City, but you know what, maybe Tennessee, you know. Buffalo with Derrick Henry, maybe, maybe there's a team that will pop up. Maybe I think maybe Buffalo Pittsburgh could beat him. Figures in, in it out. But Buffalo's very, very good, right? Yeah. Buffalo's a good example. They're kind of upstart. Josh Allen's the hot quarterback, mm-hmm. but you know that Kansas City's the cream de la cream. I mean, they're elite, right? They're the Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. They've played great. They got the best player in the world. Okay, but you go to the NFC and you go, okay, well, right now the number one seed is the Green Bay Packers. Ah, uh, okay. Bucks beat them. I know it was earlier in the year, but I don't think they're that much better now than they were when they played them. But okay, they're the number one seed. And then you go to New Orleans. What in the hell is going to happen with New Orleans? Because Taysom Hill just lost a game um, to a team that switched quarterbacks with a rookie, essentially, and Jalen Hurts they can't play dead, and, and he beat them. That guy, right? could, by the way, Taysom Hill can't play quarterback, Rick. He's not. I, I don't think he's a, you've seen enough. I've seen enough, and I know. Look, it, it feels crazy to say this because it's, it's the first game they lost without Drew Brees, right? Right. In the last two years, since that's, since, that's right. Uh, but if they don't have Drew Brees, and I, there's no reason to think that he's coming back and is going to be a hundred percent. 
Right. I don't think they can win either. And then Taysom, if I'm Jameis Winston, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what this do is, I got to do? <laughs> yeah, really, because I'm looking at Taysom Hill. He, they, I, he's not a he's not a real quarterback in my opinion. I I watch him play. I mean, he can do a lot of things. He can run around. He can make some plays here and there. But he can I don't think he's a guy that can win three games in a row in the playoffs. Well, he just hasn't. I mean, if you think about it, it's sort of insane in a way. I know he's been in the offense and they've had him there for a number of years. The man had only thrown like 15 passes in That's his fair. Career. That's fair, right. You know what I'm saying? And so he's still, I think with guys that are used to being used in other roles, especially as a runner, that they look to sort of run. They, I guess they don't hang in there and throw the ball as much as, hey, if it's not clean, I'm going to put it and run. Right. And I, I, think, I think that that's going to get him beat um, as he progresses against the better teams. I think that's, you know, you're going to have to make plays in the pocket or outside the pocket, but you have to do it with your arm, not just your legs. And I think... You're right. I mean, he's kind of caught in between. And I don't know what they're going to get from Breeze because, frankly, there was questions about Breeze when he didn't break 11 rips. So That's right. Not- if, you're, if you're Sean Payton, let me ask you this, Rick. And just as, this is going to be hypothetical because I don't think it's going to happen. Let's yeah. say Breeze is, can't play. And now I, I, it sounds at like At all. He will, he's out. Right. I mean, it sounds like that's the, that he's going to come back at some point, if not this weekend, certainly the week after that. But let's say whatever, for whatever reason. Takes he's another hit. Unav- right. Yeah. Unavailable for the playoffs. And you're Sean Payton. Yeah. This is a Super Bowl caliber team. It's not – this no, isn't a, a team that, meh, you know, this isn't uh, Washington. Like, hey, we're getting into the playoffs and maybe we can, you know, steal a game. This is a team, New Orleans, who's they feel designed to win the Super Bowl. And, and they have enough talent all over the field to win the Super Bowl except for the quarterback position without Drew Brees. If you're Sean Payton, who would you have more confidence in winning four, three or four in a row? Uh, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? I think it's Taysom Hill. I think that's really? who, because we just watched him win three in a row. And yeah, then he lost. And, it, you know, look, if he, had to, if he had confidence in Jameis Winston, rest assured, the guy threw for 5,000 yards last year. He played him twice a season for five years. I think he knows who Jameis Winston is. And now he's been in his system for a season, and he chose the other guy. So there must be something, turnovers, yeah. about Jameis that gives him concerns. And I know, you know, Hill has fumbled the ball. He's lost a bunch of fumbles. He, he's not throwing as many interceptions, but, he, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't taken care of the ball the way they need to. But there must be something. There has to be. Well, I think you just hit on it. I think it's the turn, he's up for the turnovers because – you can maybe you can steal games and win games and win close games as long as you don't turn it over. Look, that was you look at the Bucks last week and they played. I didn't think they played great, but they won and they won kind of easily. And the reason was they didn't turn it they over. They didn't right? turn it over. Yeah, and that's a huge thing. So I and think I just, that's I, the reason why. I think he just doesn't. You know, and, and the thing is, if he's not going to play him now, it would take another injury to Hill before he would actually get in there. Although he did say he was on a podcast with Jim Trotter uh, and Steve White the other day. Um, Sean Payton was, and he says. I'm convinced of this. Our next quarterback, actually he said our quarterback for next year, which tells you something about Breeze, but our quarterback is in the building. Now, one of them doesn't have a contract after this year, but Hill does. So he's saying he's going to choose between one of those two guys. I think it's a mistake. I think Taysom Hill's a mistake. And I I, I just don't I don't see him as a long-term solution at quarterback. You're doubting the great and powerful Sean Payton? <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? I know, right? And if I'm Jameis, man. I'm like, oh my gosh, what what a bad decision! This everything play everything turned out like it was supposed to turn out, except for hey, it's it not. Didn't. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I know. Mark the tape. I'm telling you, man. As we do this podcast for the 16th of December of 2020, 
uh, the year of our Lord, 2020. Tom Jones is now announcing that, or, or predicting that, you know, Jameis Winston's season is over. The, and I'm here to tell you. No, this is, wait, this is wait, where wait, you wait, mark wait, the wait, tape. You're where, predicting. Where not what this? I'm predicting. You're predicting what? No, where is the Super Bowl? I know. Raymond Where's James. Where's the Super Bowl? Raymond James Stadium. Raymond Tampa, James Florida. in Tampa, Florida. In Tampa. And and what do what do ex Bucks quarterbacks end up doing? What? Besides Trent Dilfer and Steve Young. <laughs> Doug Williams Doug and Doug Williams. Yeah. They end up Other playing in that. Super Bowls. <laughs> and and some of them, Trent Dilfer, they even win them here in Tampa. Yep. I listen. If, so you th- if, you're, you're when still, I go you're to still that game, if I go to, to that there. game on February, if they play it on February seventh, because you know I just talked to my good friend RG the other day. RG, he stayed over at the Strad Palatial Estate. Uh, not there, this right? time, no. Yeah. Although you know what your boy, you know what your boy Ira asked. Huh. First question, Ira Kaufman. Yeah, Roger. Uh, most important question: Did you get to eat at Burns? Did you get to eat at Burns? <laughs> Goodell laughed. He goes, that's your only question, Ira. <laughs> anyway, I got I, I got. So, that. But, but your prediction. I'm just saying, when I go to that gonna, game, when James I go to that play. game and, this, and, and, and the Saints are, if the Saints are playing, I will be stunned if Jameis Winston isn't the quarterback. <laughs> just because that's the way it's supposed well, to work if out. Well, if they get to that game, I think Jameis gives them the best chance to win. Really? I do. I just I don't think that You'll Jason, take him for Jason. one big game over uh, – over Taysom Hill? Yeah, yeah. I, I I look at Taysom Hill and it just doesn't feel like a real quarterback. And you're you're right, Rick. You're to be fair to him, why should I expect him to come out immediately and look like hasn't played Peyton Manning, right? Yeah, or Drew Brees, for right. that matter. But right, he just to me is, is a quarterback that he looks, looks like, like a, a guy young that's, Steve Young to me. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's still he's still maybe trying to figure it out. But over the, it just doesn't. There's just something about him. It's just a look. It's just a feel thing. You know, yeah, I don't. Well, maybe I almost asked you, like, who would you rather have for your quarterback to win four games in a row? Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, yeah, maybe geez. Fitzpatrick can give you magic for four games or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but what we were saying is, is that you know, if the Bucks get in the postseason, it looks like they will. Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters in the NFC. I think that if a team that there is a great opportunity for any team in the NFC, no matter where you're seated, to get to the Super Bowl because. If the one seed is Green Bay and they're home, they're rested, there's always an advantage, right, for that team. Everybody forgets about them. They go, ooh, well, watch out for the wild card. Um, but the reality is is that going to Green Bay, it's the weather. It's not going to be the fans. Uh, same thing in the, with the 12s in Seattle. They're not there, right? So all these venues that are hostile and hard to play, you can look at the records this year. A lot of road teams have won more than normal, and it's because there is no home field advantage per se. Outside of sleeping in your, you know, hotel down the street, they even put guys in hotels the night before the game in their hometown. So, right. I, I really don't see, you know, th- and, and there's no dominant team. They've beaten Green Bay. Doesn't mean they'll do it again. It means they can though. It means they're very capable of it. Um, you know, the other teams, the Saints are a better football team. I mean, they played them twice. They're they're, but you know what? I remember, and you do too, where the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia was where the Buck season went to die every single year. Cost Tony Dungy his job. Went to Philadelphia that year in 02, lost, lost handily, but went back and beat them. Figured right. them out. You know, it's one game. Remember that. It's one game. So you have New Orleans. You're going to have Seattle, which, you know, they're starting to look like they got a little bit of defense right now. Still kind of shaky as far as running the ball. I don't think they're the 
they're the most solid football team. I mean, there's just nobody, whether it's the Washington football team winning the East or, you know, the Giants or somebody else, the L.A. Rams, they played the Rams, and, and they, they were, didn't play them well, right? But they lost by a field I mean, they goal. They can beat them. You're right. And they can beat any of these teams. They can beat any of these teams. And, it, and remember who your quarterback is. The greatest quarterback in the postseason, right. hell, in the regular season ever, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and if, he's, if he's got a healthy football team in front of him, who's to say, why not them? Now, they've never, he's never done it this way. But if you're going to do it this way, this is the year. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't overly impressed. Look, could they come out and lay an egg against Atlanta and lose that game? Sure. You know, and then they have to beat Detroit and so on and so forth. But I think they're going to make it. They're going to make it as a wild card. Um, I'm, we'll I'm going to ask you a question. You're not going to like it. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. You're not going to like it. I like your question. Well, maybe not. I'm not asking you. I'm not going to ask you for money or anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> this all this talk, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, are they on the same page? Is there a problem? Is do they not get along? I mean, do we do we know? I mean, is are, yeah, are we these? know. They get along fine. I mean, first of all, if you know anything about Bruce, I don't think he has a lot of enemies. To be honest with you, he's not that guy. Um, you know, Bruce is a sort of a consensus builder, if you will, and and he surrounds himself with guys that like Bruce. And I haven't met a lot of people that don't like Bruce, writers included. That doesn't mean you agree with him. And I think that's where we're at. Uh, you know, it's still uh, right. It's light years away from Belichick. Okay, we know that in every way. But but Tom Brady was tired of Belichick. Right. He was tired. He didn't want to go through that again. For whatever reason, didn't feel wanted, wanted to try something different. He got different, but he got the guy, you know, win or lose, we booze, baby. I mean, he got he got Bruce Arians, but he also got Bruce Arians offense. And I think on one level that was probably exciting to him because what do quarterbacks like to do? Throw the football. Nobody sure. likes to throw more than Tom Brady, by the way. In the offseason, this guy throws constantly, okay? And he loves throwing the football. He loves playing quarterback. So here's here's an offense where you get to throw the football a lot. The problem is you get hit a lot, okay? And those two things at age 43 don't necessarily jibe. Now, you can't tell me he doesn't have a strong arm even at this point of the year because I just watched him throw 155 yards in the air on a dime. Sure. Um, So he can throw the football. I do think, though, that that there has been um, some disappointment on, on Tom's part, sort of the lack of involvement that B.A. has had. In other words... For whatever reason, B.A. has complete and total faith in Byron Leftwich. And maybe he made the deal with Leftwich that if you come coach with me, I'm going to make you my coordinator and I'll stay out of it. You know, you know what I want. And when I say stay out of it, I don't mean like he's not looking at any game plans here. No, I get it. Or he's not part of it. But for the most part, Leftwich runs the meetings. Leftwich, you know, in, in cooperation with, I think, you know, Harold Goodwin for to some extent with the running game, but... You know, there's not as much input from B.A. It's really sort of Tom and Byron and maybe Clyde. In other words, it's really Byron's baby. And and I don't think a second year, and I love Byron Leftwood. I really do. I like him. I like him, everything about him. But I don't know that a guy in his second year is ready to take over and tell the greatest quarterback of all time, Here's what we're doing. Now, he has to tell them that because it's their offense. But at this point, you're so far down the line as far as games goes that you should have sort of an agreement about, here. here's what we need to do for me. 
Because coaching is about putting your players in the best position, not trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And Brady can definitely play in the, he can play in any offense. Let's be clear. He's played in, in a very various offenses in New England under different coordinators that were totally different. And when they had Randy Moss, he threw the ball down the field all the time. And there were years where he just they ran it all the time. And and he's won in many different styles before. So he can definitely play in this offense. But I think at this age and where he's at, that they needed to sort of start to adapt some things. Now, you saw it last week. You saw it with more of a commitment to the run game. I think Brady asked for that. I think he knows what's coming in December and January in, the, in this league. Right. Uh, and, and they needed to be – they needed a commitment to run the football. He got more play action last week, I thought. You know, it did make sense. I asked Byron Leftwich, hey, you know, he's second in the league as far as yards per play and play action, but only two teams do it less. Why is that? He said, I don't know. Um. Then he you know what it feels about, like to me? You know, you know what it feels like, Rick? It feels like you got B.A. and you got Brady and you got Leftwich and you got Antonio Brown and you got Mike Evans. And, they're, and, they're, and the whole plan is like, okay, guys, we're going to go through that door right now. Let's go. And five guys are trying to like go. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels time. like they're everybody's running into one another. Elbow. They all have the same goal in mind. To get through, and they're and they and they're all good. They're all to get together. Through. They're but all together. They're, yeah, but it it just feels like <laughs> a, a great analogy. Just like banging Can into I steal one another. Steal that one for a call. Yeah, sometime. please do. I mean, it it just feels like <laughs> they're fighting each other to, to to accomplish the same thing. You're that's a that's a terrific analogy, and I will not credit you, but I will steal it soon. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what happens. And I but and it, I think, and I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's anything. No, to it, I but think I, you're I just, exactly right. I and I, and so it's not like a personal thing. It's not like, no, you're no, wrong. No, they like each other. They were going to go try to play golf. You know, the NFL shut them down, wouldn't let them do that. Um, they wanted to play about 36 holes at Old Memorial. That's what, you know, Bruce does on his bye week with right. quarterbacks that play golf. So, um, but they didn't get to do it. And, and you know, I, I don't – look, everything about this situation for Brady, he loves Florida. We, I asked him the other day. I was the one that asked him about living here, and he came up with the quote that, like, you won't catch me dead catch living in New England. Which, which if you awesome. really break that sentence down, it, it, it sort of a, doesn't make sense, right? How can you right. be dead and living? But for but failing that. Um, he, if anybody can, Brady can. Okay? Brady can. He could be dead and live at the same time. He could time. do it. He's right. Brady. That's right. It's funny to hear that people lose their minds up there, by the way. When anytime Brady says something that's maybe not pro New England or pro whatever, Patriots or whatever, they lose their minds up there. You should see my Twitter feed. It's crazy. It they should the just camp. shut up because you know what? Ever, he gave you, okay, Brady. He gave you six titles. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do now. Yeah, like, what else? What are you known for creamsicle uniforms and 0 26. Yeah. That's right. I tell you what, you know what? What would you rather have? What would you rather have? A guy who loves living in New England but didn't give you squat for 20 years right or a guy who says you know what i'm never coming back there but on my way out the door i gave you here's six lombardi six rings yeah and nine trips yeah enjoy (laughs) now i hear you i hear all of that but i i do think that um you say he loves everything about he loves everything about being here and i do think he likes playing for ba i i think he's perplexed about why there isn't more like direct involvement with ba in the offense and 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 sort of helping now, I heard two different things. I heard, you know, the B.A. during the bye week and before uh, this game was was more involved. And then I heard, nah, it's the same. So I don't, you know, you get you ask the same question of two different people over there, or three different people, you get different, three different answers. So I don't really know what the truth is. But I do know that um, they there is no animus. There's no, you know, walking well, no, past I mean, each other I mean, in the hallways where the, they, 
you know. Yeah, no, to use the, that, that same analogy with everybody trying to go through the door, I imagine there comes a point, too, where everybody's like, oh, no, no, you go. You go first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 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 you go. You go. And like, then, no, I'll st- do it this way. Yeah, and then they, then behind closed doors, like, you know, I should have gone through the door first. Right, right. And no, and everybody's yeah. trying to be polite. And the problem is, like, no, you're Nothing's still in the room. Right. You still haven't gotten through the door yet. <laughs> no one has walked through it yet. No yeah, one's walked like, through it yet. And maybe right. they'll figure it out. Maybe they'll get to a, a point over these last three games where they, they, they get into some sort of rhythm and they figure out how to get through that door. How, how far complaints. can we carry this analogy? Because what I'm oh. thinking is at some point what they do is they build a double door. <laughs> See what and you then do, so yeah. <laughs> if you build enough of a door, then they have two doors, but then it's too much of I two doors. I have one good sports idea a week, man. So we're gonna. <laughs> I will bury this. I will keep no, on doing it. I just want to try to see can I do how little, long it can drive this. A quick detour real quick just to Please, tell you. Please, like let's, let's take a turn off of the main road. Let's so go. So I have a bit of a sad story. And and, and I, I started thinking about this because the whole New England, Boston, Brady, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, earlier this week, I, I was very sad. We had to put one of our cats down. Uh, oh, you know, we had a cat who who would sort of a few years ago had had some seizures and so he didn't he didn't walk so good anymore. Go ahead, tell me which one, and I'm going to hold my breath. Nikias was his mm. name. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so but mm. we had him for about ten years. Great cat. Well, you know, loved, loved the play, and it just got to the point where he just couldn't get around anymore. So, uh, so I we take I took him in Monday Monday morning, and I put him down. And it's sad. You've put animals down right before, like you've gone to the vet, right? And done that? No. Well, so you bring him Most in. Most of ours got run over by cars or they See, just died worse. of natural causes. <laughs> well, you take him in, they give him a shot, and that sort of puts him to sleep. That's the humane way to do it. Yeah, yes. right. I hope they do that to me, by the way. Go ahead. I know. I would, yeah, it's not a it's not a bad way to go uh, because mm. he was snoring when, when they put him <laughs> up. But anyway, so I'm kind of I was a little sad. I was a little depressed, you know. So of course. I have a tradition that on Monday nights, I, I like to go walk every day. And mm. um and so on Mondays I listen to Bill Simmons. I listen to your podcast every day, but of I listen course. to Bill Simmons. He did the Bill Simmons podcast that he tapes on Sunday nights, and uh, I listen to it on Monday nights. And it's basically a recap of the of the day in the NFL. And yeah. He does it with cousin Sal, and it's pretty entertaining. They're pretty funny, and uh, and so I'm listening to it, and I'd never heard him say this before. But they were talking about they were talking about a team that's on the edge, but. Not really in the playoff picture anymore. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was the 49ers or the New York Giants or somebody who, for a split second, you thought they were going to be okay, but they're not. And for the first time I heard Bill Bill Simmons, I'm taking my mind off of this. I'm, I'm listening to this podcast. He goes, you know what, the 49ers, somebody just needs to take them to the vet and put them to sleep. It's just. Ouch, bad. babe. I know. And I'm like. And all of a sudden you started crying again. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I'm just trying to escape. And they must have said it. Go back. Anybody go back and listen to his money. He must have said it four times throughout the podcast. <laughs> Here's another team that they should take to the vet and put out of their misery. God. And I was like. What the? I'm just trying to walk down the street here, and get a little exercise, and take my mind off the fact that I, the fact that I put my cat to sleep today. And Bill, do we have to talk me. about killing cats here? No. Jeez. Anyway, so that was my little detour. I liked it. Well, I didn't like it, but yeah. You know, so, and speaking there, of speaking of okay, one other thing, speaking of putting putting <laughs> taking it to the vet, putting him to sleep. Did I not tell you about my Steelers? That that you they did. were done. You, you did. For the you year. said they're not going to win another game. I, believe. I said one more. I said more? I said before the Buffalo game they will win one game rest of the season, which now I'm not even confident about that. They play Cincinnati. I think the only reason they win that game is they don't have a quarter. Yeah, yeah, right. And Cincinnati shut it down, which I understand. 
Like they're, they're, they've been beaten up so much. It's like, okay, we're done. Let's just move on to the next season. But then after that, they got the, the Steelers have Indianapolis, which pretty good, pretty good team. Yeah, and good. then at Cleveland, although Cleveland sort of choked that away game that Monday game. night, though. Oh, my gosh. That was a terrific football game. Was it not? It was terrific. It was terrific. Yeah. And it had a horrible bad beat at the end, by the way, too. Oh. Three and a half. I think, the, I think the spread was three and a half. You lateraled yourself into a safety. Lateraled into safety in a three and a half. You win by five. Oof. Lives changed on that play. <laughs> yeah. But at the Stewart team, it, I, mean, I, I said it to you last week, Rick. They, it's the only team I know that completes three passes in a row, and it's fourth and eight. You know, it's just Or do they? Because I, if, can, can well, anybody catch on that football team? Like, I don't know I how know, many right? passes in the last two weeks that team has dropped. The other thing I've noticed, what happened to Ben Roethlisberger's arm? Well, I think he's done, right? He just doesn't look I mean, the same. He did same. have surgery on the he same to you? No, I had the know. elbow. He's got a bad elbow, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see the fastball anymore. It's, it, that's the thing. That he threw the interception the other day, the pick six, that really turned around that game against Buffalo. Yeah. And it was a lollipop. I mean, he just yeah. he threw it. It was such a – I mean, the, the guy was – it was covered, but at the same time, that's a throw that he used to just zip in there. Zip I still think there. he – I mean, he still can throw the deep ball pretty well uh, at times. But, you know, yeah. you're right. It's that – you know, It's that the, deep out. It's that right. football with your wrist and really really get some velo. You have some velo. You don't have the velo. No, you're right. And those are the two Those are the two throws. They have two throws now. It's the, you know, the two-yard pass mm-hmm. and you know, or the quick, you know, bubble screen type play or throw it 40 yards downfield and let somebody run under it. But, yeah, yeah. that, that – Sort of fifteen yard bullet over the right, middle. Where he has to, yeah, really step in. Or like, and like you said, that out. Laser. You know that you know eight yeah, yard out. Yeah, the stick out. route. You know, you yeah. throw it like to the sticks, and you're going to beat the DB there. And and they can't run the football. When's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers you looked at it and said they can't I don't run get any the of that. ball at all? But I look at that. I was just going to say, there's some people saying that Roethlisberger was changing plays. That maybe the reason why they keep throwing it is they're giving him the ability to, to check out of it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they. I don't know. Whatever the case is, is they're they're done. And I told you they were done. And I look at the AFC. Can we just skip ahead, please? It's Kansas City. Let's just put Kansas City in the game. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they'll, they'll play have Buffalo. To go, I get it. They'll have to go through Buffalo or or Tennessee or Tennessee and Buffalo or somebody. I mean, yeah, somebody. Cleveland. Win though. I don't know what to make of Cleveland. What did you? What was that game? That Monday night game? Did you learn more about Baltimore in that game or more about Cleveland? Um, you know what I learned about Baltimore is is that Lamar. Jackson is still enough of a freak that even when they're not a great having a great year or a great season, he can still really mess you up. Like <laughs> that's a great way you know, to put it. You know, he can just kind of like, well, we didn't see that coming. You know, like, and I'm not talking about coming off the commode or anything or whatever he did. <laughs> yeah, what was that? He he had no diarrhea, idea. right? That's this, I, this idea of cramps. He pulled a Paul Pierce, right? He says that's no. The, but. That's the that's the theory that he, they said he had cramps. He goes, no, man, I had cramps, and they gave my V's, but. If you watch him kind of run, sort of, I recognize that run. Tom. Everybody's had that run where you've been a mile from home, <laughs> yeah, and you and there's nowhere, and there's you're nowhere trying, to go, and you got to go now. Yeah, like you, you just you know, and, and look, the whole you time you're going, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, <laughs> right? And you can't like, it, there's there's not a time like you can't just decide I got to be back in two minutes. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's when you'll be done when we say you're done. Now this, the question is: Does he? Does he like? Do you want to be known for this? Like you could, you could probably make a dollar or two on like, you know, sort of Adult promoting modium or something yeah. like that. Like whatever, you know. I would. I'll stop promote anything, man. 
I don't care. <laughs> That's true. But if you, I think you put it perfectly, Rick. You know what he is? Lamar Lamar Jackson's like a he's like a a heavyweight, but he's like an, a heavyweight fighter who isn't a great fighter necessarily, but he has a knockout Get punch. That one punch. That's right. Yeah. And it's enough to to not to to win a bunch of fights. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's a little bit like Rocky. I mean, he's just gonna kind of duck and weave, and then you're like, "Well, we got this guy, and we're gonna win." And then and then all of a sudden, he can just explode on you. And maybe that's not the right term for this game, but I just think that <laughs> I just think that he came out and he played great. Now Baker Mayfield, I thought, also played great. I thought it was you know I thought it was a good showing by him, except for the pick six, which wound up ultimately cost him the game. You know what? Though? I didn't mind that pick six though. I thought I mean it wasn't the guy was there and he shouldn't have thrown it, but that was a heck of a play. It was a nice play. I don't think. I mean, you got to you got to see that he's dropping and not just thinking. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's, I think he trusted his arm a little bit was going to beat the guy to the spot. Nah, but think, regardless, yeah, it was a good performance. He's been playing well. The Browns will make the playoffs. The Bucks will make the playoffs. So the, you know that goes on. But um, I I don't. I still think that that Baltimore is one of those teams that you just don't really know what you're going to get. They're not a great team. They're struggling at times when they shouldn't. I don't know how good ultimately the Browns are. If you can score that many points against any team, are they very good? You know, like um, but you know what team you just described? Every team in the NFL. I don't know much. if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. I don't know. I know if, Kansas except City's for Kansas good. City. Kansas City's good. And even them, even Kansas City, they had a eh, they'll struggle. They have but a so-so game. The last difference week. is, is that they get bored. To me, they, they do get, get bored. bored. They had a bad. They played. I thought they played poorly. I thought Patrick Mahomes had a horrible game on Sunday. He did, and they still won, no problem against he a did. decent team. Because you know what it is, he is so great that against teams that he knows he's going to win, he'll try stuff. You know what I mean? Like we've seen him drop back 10, 12, 14. Oh, now it's thirty yards. You know, like he just try stuff. Like nobody they, does this. You know, cousin Sal on on the Bill Simmons podcast compared. It, they're the Harlem Globetrotters. Like let's just they really are. Let's just try this now. Let's yeah. try a hook shot from half court. Okay, right. Right, I mean, I'm expecting them to show up with a bucket of of, uh, of confetti <laughs> exactly. and just like throw it at somebody. Like, <laughs> what what are they doing? That's right. They say he works on the behind the back pass. That's coming. You know, that, I believe right? it. I believe yeah. it. Like, the, it, like not just like on a spur of the moment. Like, I got to no, get no, rid no. of it. It's like, hey, let's run a Travis Kelsey go out like fifteen yeah, you yards. Go, I'm going to roll out of- this way, and then you're going to come back that way, and I'm going to bullet one to you behind my back. Watch this, and it'll be a perfect spiral. It'll be on on a dime. And that Kelsey is unbelievable. Somebody Ugh. made a case for him as as potentially the offensive player of the year. He if could you're not be. Gonna if give he wasn't on the guy on the same team as the guy that is the offensive player right. of the year. But yeah. But you know what? They're not even. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP, and I think he probably. Nah, deserves I don't. Really? I think his number. Look at his numbers. See, I mean, here's if we're the thing go by about numbers. I think I his numbers are numbers. better. Here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers, and I like Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't He's play with anybody. Most- Who's he play oh, with? Come on, man. He plays with professional. Who's Brady ever played with? They didn't give him the MVP every year. But that's what I, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes he's got, got the some best guys. tight end in football and the best wide receiver in football. He doesn't, he doesn't have what Patrick Mahomes has. No, that but Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is still – I mean, okay, we're picking teams. Who you got? Oh, I know. I, well, that's the old case. Like, if we're, if we're going to do it that way, like LeBron James is the MVP how every else single we, year. Well, how no, should, how's he not? No, but how else should we do it? How else should we do it? Who's having a better year? Like Mahomes. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is having a better season. 
And I think you include stats and you include who they play. I mean, I, I, I get play, it. Though, I'm right? with you. I'm with you, Rick. I watch them play. Picking... I mean, you know what it is? It's like we're already bored with Patrick Mahomes. How did this well, happen? That's a, I, three... I just described LeBron. That's what we get with LeBron. LeBron's the best player I mean, the, the guy's NBA. only been in the – I mean, he's literally – he played one year. He, he sat his rookie year. He played one year through 50 touchdowns and was the league MVP. Then the next year he goes to the Super Bowl and he's a Super Bowl MVP. Now we're like, ah, let's get somebody new. What? I know. I'm guys been here ten minutes. We're tired of Patrick. Mahomes. I know. I know. I'm telling you. It's, what is wrong I, with us? It's like the well. It's wrong with me. It's like the LeBron thing. It's like well, we can't give it to him every. Let's give it to Steph Curry. Well, you're not the only Let's one. Let's give it to KD. You know. Like, yeah, Steph Curry threw up about you know a billion three pointers. He's the MVP this year. But who's the best player in the league? It's LeBron, and it has been LeBron every year for the last fifteen years. I don't know that that's the case now, but it, it was for the years. He's still he was, the best. I, I, I'm, st- I'm still picking him if I got to win a game tomorrow. I'm picking eh. LeBron. One yeah. game. But you're right, Patrick Mahomes. If I had to win one game tomorrow or if I'm starting a franchise either way. And right. I can't believe I was like actually pumped. I, you know, me and Aaron Rodgers. I've always thought Aaron Rodgers was a tad overrated. But um, Well, I don't think he's overrated. I just don't think that he's as good. I mean, he, he is on the downs. And it, look, he hasn't. he's amazing the way. Well, I could watch Aaron Rodgers throw a ball or a rock or anything else, you know, with Jake from State Farm. Um, it doesn't really matter. I, lo- I love watching him play. Um, but I just, I just don't think there's nobody like Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, we haven't seen this in some time, you know, if Brett Favre, I'm going to be all Madden on, you know, you know, Brett Favre, he had one, two, three, Favre. If Brett Favre had been, um, more hip, you know, and more nimble, that's sort of the way he plays, you know, like he, he plays this sort of all out backyard football you can count to 10 Mississippi, but I'm going to run around here and make a play. I just, I mean, there's nobody like him. And Andy Reid knows it. Everybody knows it. And they, you're right. He's got a great bunch of players around him. But I, if somebody, you know, the only time that uh, the Kansas City is going to lose is when they get bored. And they got bored against Oakland and, or Oakland, listen to me, Las Vegas, the Raiders. John Gruden got them. He almost got them twice, but they gave him the ball back. And they said, okay, let's go to work. In the postseason, when you got to go through Kansas City, Mm-hmm. Because now they have home field advantage because your Steelers kept losing. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a tough thing to do, oh, yeah. even though there's not fans there either, really. Yeah, um, but it's the whole some. travel, getting on a plane, going somewhere. Yeah. Like that. yeah, it's still tough. So let's talk a little college football. Um, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. I bet you could not have put those teams in a hat and drew them out Shocker. that way, Tom. Stunner, stunner! <laughs> I can't believe those four teams are going to be playing. For, it's it's nothing, four Cinderellas. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. They're the Cinderfellas. Um, no, they're blue bloods. I mean, I that's heard all they, they t- are. The, the committee actually taped that meeting like in September, and they just mm-hmm. aired, just re-aired it now. Like, absolutely, yeah, four teams. It's How about crazy. Florida? Florida does. You tell me, Florida does it? They dropped one spot, Rick. One spot. They go from what six to seven. You after lost losing to a, to a crummy a LSU team. LSU team. Yeah. A crummy LSU team, and a. You know what that, I think that is? Here's what I think that is. This is the committee going, we're getting Alabama in this game no matter what happens in the SEC championship game. Because, because if they lose to Florida, Florida has to be ranked high enough to keep them in there, right? That's the way I look at it. And that but may so even – Now, Florida, get, they, we're convinced that they have completely given away any opportunity now to get to the Final Four? I'm, I'm not convinced the committee thinks that. No, I don't know how you put them – what I think this does is – yeah, I, yeah, you know what? Actually, yes, because I think that means Texas A&M gets in. Texas A&M, Alabama. I think they're, the committee's trying really hard to get two SEC teams in here for whatever reason. And, what and, if, and I'm going to spitball here, what if Notre Dame plays Clemson with yeah. Trevor Lawrence 
and they beat the snot out of them. Gets gets yeah, they get annihilated. That's yeah. a great question. Does, does that get does and, and let's say Alabama loses? Does that get one of those SEC schools, either A and M? I think I think Florida gets in if they beat Alabama. Well, I think, I think Texas they A&M, I think Texas A and M would go in first. I think but, what ends up happening, but is, they got they got slaughtered by Alabama. Yeah, but they beat Florida. So so uh, well, I they didn't beat the, the guys that are in the Final Four. I think that's. I mean, I think that's the trump card. I think you bring up a great point: is what do you do with Notre Dame if they get annihilated by Clemson? Because now you're talking about Notre Dame would have split with Clemson, right? But they beat Clemson when when Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. And Clemson was still very good when they beat him. I mean, it was like right. a forty-seven, forty. But they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and it was a game that could no, have gone they, either way. That yeah, yeah. But you're. Yeah. I think you make a, a really interesting point there that, uh, or uh, bring up an interesting scenario of what will happen. Could Notre Dame get beat bad enough that we're like, nah, we don't want them there again? Well, if Clemson loses again and loses convincingly, they'll be out. So that sure. that opens the door for somebody. And if Alabama were to lose, that would certainly open the door for somebody. But I'm with you. I think they made it so that Alabama, win or lose, is going to end up in the Final Four. Look, we've said this. This is a joke, okay? This has been a joke. If they don't expand this, why are we playing the games? This is the year to. This would have been the year to do it. Let's add some well, more teams. It would have been the year to do it. But Tom, this year didn't this crystallize for you that everything else that happens in college football really doesn't matter because they're going to pick these teams anyway. In other words, the whole rankings and the poll thing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's eyewash. It's nothing. I was yeah. You know me, Rick. I was a B. I like the BCS. I was back in the days when I was following yeah, two did. teams because I thought they got it right. But it is now getting so predictable. It's becoming so dominant. The same teams, particularly Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State played four games, and they were they were okay with putting them in. Right? Doesn't that? Well, tell I don't you know. Anything? I don't know what's going on with college football. So you know me, I follow Penn State football, oh, and their season you. was over last week, and now now they're barnstorming. Like, oh no, now we're playing Illinois. I kind of like that. You know what? I kind of like that. I wish they did that every year with every team. Well, now they're talking about well, you know, will Penn State playing a bowl game? I'm, they're three and five. Okay, if they beat Illinois, they'll be four and the rule, five. The rules They're going don't to apply, a bowl man. game? We're now we're... <laughs> rules don't apply. I'm hoping it's... they keep playing games Tom, and let me, by I'm next June they'll be this. in the playoff. Let me hold your hand like you're a child so I can take you and explain this to you. <laughs> this is about television. That's it. Apparently. And here's the thing. When you watch The Bachelor, is the dude supposed to like look awful, be you know, sort of like haggard and, you know, that's what Penn State Maybe had. They're looking unkempt. haggard, beat up. And no, my no, point is, come my on, point not is, a Boca Raton, play there. Yeah, but my point is that nobody wants to watch those teams. They want the pretty teams. They want the blue bloods. They want the best. This is a TV show. This is nothing but television. Television controls all of this. They can sit in a room with Condoleezza Rice or whoever the hell they want is on the committee. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, this is a TV show. And, and, and who, you know, who looks... Those golden helmets on television? Are you kidding me? Touchdown, Jesus! Oh, you're right. You're right. Come on, and they, man. And if as long as they don't get destroyed by Clemson, they're gonna, they're getting in. But this is all, and and so this means that college football, you can you can you know, oh, the, the polls coming out tonight. Make sure you what? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? To see who's number eight. These teams don't. Since you think Cincinnati thought, hey, you know what? If we play well enough, no. You're not invited to they the party. They got no chance. And this is a year I would have been – this is a year I want to see Cincinnati play. Or I'd, I'd, uh, I'd want to see – Don't you want to see Coastal Carolina play yes. somebody? Yes. 
Just, I don't care if they got their brains beat out. I want to see them play something. Because what makes the NCAA basketball tournament so great, okay, is, is Cinderella, is the potential of an upset, right? Right. But you can't even have the potential if they're never going to play. If you're never going to invite anyone besides Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and another SEC team or, or, big, you know, or Oklahoma when they're good, then you're never going to have the excitement that you have in other sports, which is and, – and you know what? Dan Patrick said this, and I totally agree with him. When you go to a movie, right, you see a sports movie, who wins? Yeah, the underdog. Is it the guy that beats the living snot out of everybody? No, it's Rocky. And then and it's... celebrates at the end of the day saying, we, we went 16-0, and 0, and <laughs> by God, we just – Look at those people. They're just pieces of them all over the field. Uh, it's Rocky. Go, guys. It's, Ralph, go get nah, it's Ralph Macchio. It's, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, Come it's on. The, guy, the team from Hoosiers. That's what we want. I mean, that is what we want, isn't it? We want, it is. We want and, a fighting and, chance for the underdog. We love that comeback story. And you know what? If, if Coastal Carolina and everybody would say, they got no chance. You know what? One day, one day, everything's going to go wrong or everything's going to go right for them. Everything's going to go wrong. And and somebody's going to upset a blue blood, and it's going to be the greatest day in college football history. My argument right? for all those years was that the fewer teams you have in the playoff, the more meaningful the regular season is. But what I've come to learn is doesn't matter. The regular season is eyewash. Well, what I also learned too is that 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 actually makes more regular season games irrelevant because you get you know, there most of the games in college football by week three. If you're talking about two teams that are playing each other that are two and two or whatever, or after week four, two and two, that, that game's meaningless, essentially. It's just for pride at that point or if, you know, a chance to go play If there was ever a year that, yeah, if there's ever a year that proved the regular season doesn't mean anything, it, it's the Big Ten this year. Yeah. They didn't even care if they played. <laughs> you exactly. know? We just hey, just real, give us Ohio State. How many games? Too. Four? Okay, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're in. Yeah, because they wanted to. That's the whole reason the Big Ten even played this year. They wouldn't even have played unless. It's a TV show. They play for one team. Oh, and and by the way, Rick, and I know we're running out of time, so maybe we can pick this up tomorrow's show. Can we lay off the kid from Florida who threw the shoe? Marco Wilson. Yeah. You know what? Let's. How about let's let up? You gave up 34 points to LSU. You know, it's a great point. Your kicker didn't make his kick. Their kicker did. Why are we we all over the kid from uh, who threw a shoe? Because because he's the goat now and and you know how I feel about in general college ath- athletes you know getting this sort of scrutiny and it's worse now than it ever was with social media but we're going to talk about goats not goats the as in all, not the greatest of all time oh. goats as in the guy who's the goat of the game the old term which means you're wearing the horns because you did something so egregious and so memorable for its failure that you're now known for that whether you were a great player or not there's been a lot of them in sports, and now, unfortunately, I don't know that young Marco Wilson is going to out, you know, perform this mistake. Hopefully, he gets a chance to, but a lot of players have not, even great players. So we're going to talk about that right, on tomorrow's right. show. Sounds good. Sounds fun. All right, bro. We'll talk all to right. you tomorrow. He's Tom Jones. Thanks, Tommy. I'll see you tomorrow. Tom Jones, of course, will be back tomorrow on the podcast, and we'll have our conversation about goats. Not the Tom Brady grace of all time, but actual goats in the sports world that we've all witnessed for steve Erstink, i'm rick stroud of the tampa bay times have a great day everybody planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.